Securities offered through Kester Investment Services, LLC, Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here is Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert sitting here with Jeff Zufall. He is the Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Hello, Jeff. Hi. Happy Saturday. And uh, before we do this, I got to tell you, my son, we tried his costume on for Halloween. Uh, he's going to be a little dinosaur. There you go. You know, <laughs> uh, you've got grandkids. Mm-hmm. Uh, what yes. are they going as? We got one that's going as Spider-Man. I think the other one's a bat, and I don't know what the other two are. Well, haven't, haven't seen them. <laughs> you'll find out. You'll find out soon enough. Yes, that I will. But yeah. it is mm-hmm. getting to be the end of October. The yes. end of October. Uh, and we've been talking all month about this is the the time to do your 2023 planning. Yes. You've got this, open this en- is the time. Open enrollment for uh, a lot of people's works. Mm-hmm. I know my wife is stressing out because open enrollment, uh, we missed a deadline, but <laughs> there's always things to do. Um, it's also the, the point in the year where you can pretty much, for the past 10 months, Yes. We look at our paycheck stubs and say, this is what I've been getting taxed. This is what I've yeah. been contributing. Um, you can kind of predict the next two months. Exactly. Where you're at, what your income's going to end at, if you want to call it that, so that you could start planning. One, The big thing to look at is a Roth conversion. You know, does it make sense, especially with the markets being down as heavy as they are currently? Um, does it make sense to convert from a pre-tax vehicle to an after-tax vehicle? And does paying the tax make sense? And it all – I I still don't know how much goes into it, but I know enough just to be dangerous. And when I say that, I mean I know enough just to mess things up completely. <laughs> uh, that's that dangerous, I mean. But it's, it's all about when you put it in and where you're at when you take it out. Yes. And it's playing with the tax brackets. And later on in the show, we're going to talk about those tax brackets – uh, they're still going to keep six tax brackets, but the thresholds are going up, Yes, at least as far as dollar amount yes. goes. But you put money in today at this tax bracket, and the hope is that you know 20 years from now, when you go to take it out, you're at a lower tax bracket. Yes, hypothetically. That's, that's the game. <laughs> and you know it, it takes math wizards stronger than I am to figure that out, I would be, you know, at the lowest on the totem pole. Give me <laughs> give me two numbers and I can add them up. Yeah. Uh, do not give me any uh, anything that involves compound interest. But that's what you're here for. It's what we do. Yes. And that's the thing. It's like, I don't really know how this works. And you say, well, great. I'm glad you stopped by because I do. Because we do and we'll take care of it. <laughs> that's literally what we do yes. all day long. And uh, we'll get into that as well. But here at the end of October – you can say to yourself, I basically know what the next two months are going to look like based on the previous 10 months. Yes. Should I max out my 401k? Can I max out my Roth? Yeah. Uh, how much do I want to set aside? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as far as charitable donations go, what more can we be doing? Year in tax planning, that's what we do now. We'll talk about it in a little bit. But 
I always say, Jeff, you saved us twelve hundred bucks. Yes, uh, last year we're going to try to keep, uh, not save, keep, keep, keep what's, what's yours. yours. That's right, <laughs> because um, you either keep it in your pocket or you give it to the federal government yes. in the way of taxes. And we that's that's the whole point of the show is to figure out how can we keep more of our money. So Jeff, you helped us keep twelve hundred bucks by doing uh, a flex spending account for our son's schooling, and hopefully. Down the line with open enrollment, you'll look at my wife's stuff. You'll talk to her HR company. We'll figure yes. out, is there any way to keep more of that? Yes. And if you're in your car or at home or doing the dishes or mowing the lawn, blowing the leaves. <laughs> blowing the leaves more like it. Yeah. Blowing the leaves more like it and mulching the leaves. Can you hear us? <laughs> yeah. And you say, you know what? I want to see what more can be done with my taxes, uh, whether you're doing a little something or whether you're doing nothing at all. Mm-hmm. There's probably something out there. There's always something to look Everybody at. Everybody can do something. Seriously. Everybody can do something. Yes. And if the person that you're using right now uh, hasn't really mentioned any of it, or if you're one of those brave souls and you're doing your taxes yes. <laughs> on your own. Holy cow. Uh, hats off to you, but I guarantee you're probably missing something. There's something out there, yes. I said this the other day uh, on the Heidi Show in the afternoons. Heidi Gloss Show with Josh Gilbert, 3 to 6 p.m., <laughs> Monday through Fridays. Uh, I said that the government, you know, they do these VA loans. Mm-hmm. And our real estate agent that we have on on Wednesdays was saying, uh, the VA loans are great, no money down, you get a great interest rate, but it's they're very strict when it comes to the inspections. Sure. Yeah. So a lot of people don't want to take on, I don't want to sell my house to someone who's coming in with a VA loan because they might ask me to put on a new roof. They might ask me to do some fixing up. And, Our uh, first house that we sold way back in the day, um, we had to put new screens in because some of the screens had little tears in them. And it was a VA uh, purchase. We had to go replace every screen in the house. And uh, to the government's credit, they want to make sure that this veteran who served time sure. for our country yep. is getting a good deal, is not yep. getting ripped off, is not getting uh, you know a rundown ramshackle house, yes. getting taken for a ride. You walk in and the, the screens are all messed up and yep. the roof is leaking. They want to yep. make sure to a T that this veteran is getting um, the best house that they possibly can, but you run into to parts, especially in a housing market like right now. Yeah, and you go, hey, you got to replace your screens. It's like, what? <laughs> well, I could sell it to this guy over here who's yeah. not on a VA loan, <laughs> and he's not going to ask me to do anything. Yeah. Most of them were uh, no inspection, even though they say that's now starting to come back a little bit Yeah, um, with just uh, the, the slowdown. So, so uh, uh, my whole point is that the government can step in and do some really great things, but they can also get in their own way Yes, sometimes because we did have somebody text in and say, uh, my son is a veteran and uh, he's got the money to buy his own house. Nobody wants to take a VA loan because yeah. they could just go to the, you know, you got 10 buyers on exactly. a house. Standing in line waiting. Standing in line. They're going to go to the next person because they don't want to replace their What's screens. What's the, the seven worst words ever said? Uh, what, what I'm from the government. I'm here to help. I'm here to help. <laughs> So my whole point in that is the government does some good things for us, but then they get in their own way. When it comes to taxes, they've written into the tax code some pretty sweet things for us. And like I said, we're taking advantage of one, keeping 1200 bucks a year in our pocket, money that would have just gone out to the government, money that I have to pay anyway for my son's schooling. 
we're keeping 1200 bucks because the government wrote it into the tax code. Yes. Where they got in their For own your way. Advantage. Where they got in their own. They never told us about yeah. it. No, they did put it out there. It's in a, a publication somewhere. Nobody knows anything about it until they stumble on it. You told me last week you can go to the library and read the tax code, but. Oh, we can. You can write it even online. You could sit and, and read it. But I'm not going to do that. Uh, no, it's boring. <laughs> I got it's a, it's, at it's home. a dry read, believe me. You know, <laughs> any downtime I have when he's napping, I'm probably napping. You read it to him to get him to go to sleep. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Article 2, son, yes. says. Yeah. Some um, chapter. <laughs> right. Uh, but that's the thing with the government. It's it, it does some good things sometimes, but it also gets in its own way. Yes. That's why Jeff exists. And you've said if they did come out with that, what did they say, a postcard-sized tax return. Yeah. Comes in my We're mail out. and pull it out, <laughs> you know, and, oh, oh, this is what I owe and this is what, yeah. yeah. You'd be out of a job. Yes. You would Definitely. strictly go. You're a senior tax strategist and wealth advisor. You'd move just to do wealth advising, exactly. and, and that'd be the end of it. And that'd be it. But it's never going to happen. Never going to happen. Too much. Too much money involved in it, like we talked about in the past. Um, it, it just it's never going to go to a flat tax and or to the postcard scenario. Just I remember uh, during the Trump administration. Uh, photo ops at the big long table, and they're yeah. holding up the and card. And they hold the, held the card up, and like this is it, yeah. you know, and took that pictures. That was six years ago. Yeah, if that was going to happen, it would have happened a long time ago. <laughs> it would have happened a long time ago. So, uh, being that as it may, yes, you know, Jeff is here to help us because until the federal government gets its act together and finally comes out with a postcard sized tax return, it ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah, and you're going to have uh, struggles. Finding all the ways to keep money that's yours. You know, the government wrote it into the tax code. It's up to us to figure out how to utilize it. I can't do it on my own. Yeah. Here comes Jeff Zufall. That's where he steps in. 636-394-5524, by the way, is the phone number. CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com is the website. You can go to that website and click the button that says, give me the book. Yes. The whole thing started with the book. Keep what's yours. i got a copy of my hands right now. Uh, very easy read. Yeah. Not like the tax code. No. <laughs> <laughs> very Not simple at all. read. Maybe in the back of it, it starts getting a little tax code, but I always say, more generic. Yeah, dog ear the pages that pertain to you because mm-hmm. uh, you specialize in small businesses. Yes. Uh, but you could do stuff for us. You could do stuff for small businesses. Dog ear the pages that, that pertain to you and get an appointment get on the calendar. Go yes. uh, talk to Jeff for free and just say, these are a couple things that I kind of noticed in the book. How can I turn yeah. around? Can, can it apply to me? How, yeah. do I, how would I use it? And we'll, we'll walk you through exactly yeah. next steps. Well, here's the thing. Oh, there's an FSA out there where you can save money on your kid's school that yeah. you'd be paying anyway. Great. Exactly. How <laughs> How do I do it? How <laughs> do I do that? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of why we're here, and that's what Jeff is here for. Um, for better or for worse, the, the, the tax code in this country is what it is. Exactly. So it's almost impossible to try to do Learn this. Learn to adapt own. pieces of it if it's for your benefit. Yeah. Um, we're going to get into a bunch of stuff today. Open enrollment in October, uh, year in planning. That's Now's the time to do it. Uh, there's new tax brackets out there. Uh, but I first want to start with uh, in the news. Mm-hmm. That Rams settlement money that Yay. we got. Yay. <laughs> it was 700 and something million dollars. Yes. Before the lawyers came in. Yes. <laughs> and There's a few St. Louis firms made some good money on that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, boy, you know, we take 35% right mm-hmm. off the top. Okay. But what, you know, what if it's a $7 million settlement 
versus 700 million. Yeah. Well, it's still 35%. Still 35%, yes. Whether or not we're doing the work of 200,000 something dollars. Yes. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We're taking the percentage. So you got to get over that. Yes. But we still have 500 something thousand dollars. Yes. In Rams money. And yeah, yeah. it was the biggest story of the last couple of months is. Well, it's just sitting in this really apparently, dink. yeah, was sitting in just a like a savings account at the bank, um, earning nothing. Uh, I think what I heard uh, <laughs> McGraw had somebody on uh, during the morning show, point three percent, which that's your standard savings account rolling. Uh, uh, you know, even though rates have come way high, um, the banks on the savings account still haven't. They're they're a little slow to increase, um, so. Apparently what they've taken is move this money off into, I won't say it, it's more of an institutional side. Typically, institutional side, it's a $100 million minimum. So the average folk can't go, hey, I got 1000 bucks. How can I go put it in a savings account and get a 3.5% interest rate? Doesn't happen. We can't do this. Yeah. You have to have $100 million hundred million more. But it's like a, a treasury bill, basically. Um, no risk. Or, or minimal risk, if yeah. any. I mean, everything has an inherited risk. Well, right? I mean, you know, my but, dad, my father, uh, my father-in-law, cut from the same cloth, grew up in the 60s, very mm-hmm. conservative with their money, yeah. you know, money market account. I don't want to lose my exactly. money. That's <laughs> but you're also not making you, you any money. You won't make any, but still you want that safety, uh, safety of principle in a sense, um, on the money as you go forward. So. So my question was when they moved this into, a, you know, $500 million into an account that has a, a return of, you know, 3.5% or something, yeah. we're playing with uh, numbers, you know, because we don't Huge know exactly numbers. what they did. Yeah. Um, so we'll just say 3.5% is what the uh, – 3.4% is what yeah. KSDK said. Is there a chance for us to – you know, the market dips. Is there a chance for no. us to lose that not, money? Not in this arena, I do not believe. Um, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's a CD, it's, but it is guaranteed or backed by banks. Um, yeah. But it's making a little bit better rate of return until they figure how does, out what to do with it. How does the bank make money off of that? Like we give well, them $500 million and then they take it and they start doing stuff with so it. So in the, in the savings account arena, they're going to pay you 0.03%. Um, you put $1,000 in it. Literally, you're walking out the door of the bank, and somebody's walking in saying, hey, I need a new car. And they're going to take part of that $1,000, like maybe $900 of it, and they're going to loan it to that person that just walked in behind you. But they're going to charge them 5% for that car loan. So they're using your money to then loan back out, and they're making money on your money. So they're promising the city, the county, and the state. I think there's three entities that yeah. kind of have jurisdiction over that money. They're promising, we'll give you 3.5%, mm-hmm. but give us $500 million so we can we play with it. We get to play with it, basically. Yeah. And it depends upon the factor of, I mean, I'm not sure exactly what type of an account it's in as to what they're doing with it. Is there something that I can get in that guarantees a rate of return of 3.5%? So the only thing that you could get into currently that we know that you could beat that 3.5% is a, a I-bond. That's it. It's an I-bond. Which is 9.6. Um, and, but we've seen that where there's little reports coming out now. A lot of people are starting to buy them. The only way to buy them is go online. you got to go to the U.S. Treasury, open your account, transfer money in, and go from there. Now they're saying that the, the Treasury website is being overloaded with people trying to buy these. Trying to buy I-bonds. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you might listen to other weekend shows and they don't tell – how come the other show didn't tell me about I-bonds? 
Because uh, money managers, uh, don't Jeff, get paid. You you've you got to go to the Treasury Department to, go to do directly it. We cannot do it for you to a yeah. .gov website. Yep. You got to go directly to the Treasury Department and deal with the federal and government and yourself. It's kind of a pain because you got to understand how to set your account up. We talked to client last week. Um, they went and did it, and then they called us back, and they're like, "I don't get, you know, I can't put beneficiaries on here," and you can't, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, you have to do an and or, um, either one person's name with a TOD transfer on death. Our joint account are payable on death. Um, that's your only option. So you can put yeah. bennies on there for the kids and grandkids. And it's such. got some sticking points. Yeah. I think the maximum but is only ten grand. Ten grand. You could uh, do fifteen if you have your tax refund allocated to that directly. Into so it. you'd have to have a five thousand dollar plus tax refund, <laughs> right? And have that allocated towards additional money to get fifteen in. And you can get a guaranteed rate of return of of nine and a half percent. Nine point six two is a rolling rate. I think that was uh, October one. You got to leave it in there up. for a whole year. Yeah, to get to get the full perk of that, you have to let it sit for a year. But it's done quarterly, so every calendar quarter, as you go forward, whatever inflation is, they put a new number out, and that's the starting point. So if you go back to some of these inflation bonds uh, issued in twenty eleven and twenty twelve, if you look at a chart. Some of them are earning 11, 11.2% because of where they were versus where we are today in right. inflation. So, again, will that happen historically? Have no idea. Hopefully not because inflation is 8.4% as we sit today. So, And generally you say I-bonds during normal times with no record are, inflation. They're, they're, here, here's the joke. Again, not beating up on the government, but they're backed by the full faith and credit of the U.S. government. Um, for starters, but typically they're a 3% to 2.5 historically. But when we get high inflation, the number skyrockets. Yeah, so, so it's, it's kind of an interesting time. Yeah, it's the only place you can go. I mean, that's why you will we'll get into these increases in like the tax brackets and contributions to retirement accounts because of inflation. So everything's changing. There is a good side to inflation, if you could say that. Um. Right. Well, uh, but the, the back to the Rams money, the uh, the the city, county, and state can get that guaranteed rate of return just because they're dealing in the numbers that they're sure. dealing in. If I wanted to attempt to get a three no. and a half or a five percent, there's going to be a lot more risk involved. A lot more risk, and are you going to have to default to like a CD? Um, you're going to have to give your money up for a period of time: six months, nine months, twelve months, two years, whatever the case may be. And you could get. Uh, currently today, probably in the high threes, um, you go over 12 months locking it up, you could get a 4, 4.1. Yeah. So the the rates on that have started to come up dramatically. Well, like I said, I know just enough to be dangerous. And when I hear that they're taking the hundreds <laughs> of millions of dollars of Rams money and trying to get a higher rate of return, I say, well, the higher rate of return, the higher the risk involved. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. But not in this arena because this is not – um, how would you say it? Investable assets. This will be distributed. It's a matter of when they ever decide on what in the world they're going to do. You know, who gets what and where where does it go? Yeah. And uh, as we've said many times on this show, uh, the higher dollar amounts that you're dealing with, uh, the more flexible is the rules. Start oh yeah, to get. rules change a little bit for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why GE has whole floors yes. of, <laughs> of accountants and tax attorneys working on their behalf, and we don't. Yes. Let's go to commercial break. It's Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. If you want to talk to Jeff about anything that we've discussed already today, you want to get into an FSA. Do you have 
a bunch of um, medical bills and, yes. and medical procedures that yes. you know you're going to be paying in 2023. Set yourself up with an HSA. Money yeah. comes tax-free out of your paycheck, goes into an account, yep. pays the medical bills, and depending on what tax bracket you're in, 22 24%, 32%, whatever, yeah. uh, you end up saving that or yes. keeping keeping that. Keeping, exactly. You're paying your bills that you have to pay for anyway with a little bit of money that the yes. government and, – and they're fine with it. They, yeah. It's it's built into the rules. It was That's their idea. Far. Yes. <laughs> you know, I always, I always joke. It's like when they see my tax return, you know, they go over to that bell in Austin, <laughs> you know, and ring it at ring the IRS. Like, ding, ding, ding. They can't find it because it's buried by boxes. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's just too much paperwork stacked up. But they say, look, somebody's <laughs> utilizing the tax code to their benefit in St. Louis – and it's all because of Jeff Zufall, senior tax strategist and wealth advisor with Capital Advisory Group. 636-394-5524. If you're doing a little bit, call him. Maybe he can do more. If you're doing nothing, call him. There's definitely yeah. something he can probably do. Everybody can do something. Everybody can do something. 636-394-5524. When we come back, open enrollment and it's year-end tax planning. You know what you made the past 10 months. You can predict what the next two months are going to look like. How do you take advantage of that and start coasting in to 2023? <laughs> Keep What Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufall. Back on the Big 550, back to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert sitting here with Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Give them a call, 636-394-5524. It's the weekend. Leave a message. Say, I heard you guys over the weekend. I heard you talking about some things. Uh, I look at my paycheck and I always wonder, what more can I be doing? Yes. And we get these things every two weeks. Yes. I got one. Just the other day. The track. Actually. Hello. Oh, it's already gone. Oh, no. Yeah. Poof. Uh, yeah. Disappears. But what more can I be doing? Look, here's here's the deal. There's always a little something left over, Jeff. Yes. So if I increase my 401k contributions by 1%, mm-hmm. I'll never even notice. You won't. Out of sight, out of mind. You know? And here's here's my problem. If I have it, I'll spend it. That's human nature. So if you can just take it out ahead of time, put it yes. in something – uh, 20 years from now mm-hmm. that I'm going to, you know, thank myself for. Exactly. Do it because I'll, if you just left it in there in my account, I'd probably spend it. You'll say, hey, I could buy this or a new pair of shoes yeah. or whatever the case may be. And my it, wife's like, "Where's all the mo- where did all the money go? <laughs> oh, I spent it on penny candy and That's right. I went to the casino. Well, is there penny candy even <laughs> no. around anymore? <laughs> well, not with inflation. Now it's a dollar. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. It's a penny and uh, 0.8 cents. Yep. Um, but let's talk about that. Uh, we've got our year in tax planning in full effect. October is the time of, of the year to do that. We've got new tax brackets because of inflation. Inflation, the good, here's the good side of inflation, if you could say there was one. Um, so, what takes place in 2023 um, is the, the, the tax bracket, the standard deduction increases, which is, is good. But what that's going to do is it's going to force a lot more people not to be able to itemize, um, and they'll take the standard deduction straight out of the box, no questions asked. So data as of last year, and I say last year as 2021 tax season, they said that approximately 95% of all taxpayers took the standard deduction. 
So 5% of, the, of America, basically, or 5% of taxpayers were able to itemize, which means they take additional deductions, whether it's charitable contributions, state local taxes, mortgage interest. And to hit that threshold, though, you have to have... So for 2023, it's actually $27,700 if you're married filing jointly. And if you're single, it's eight or thirteen thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars. So the married filing jointly increased by eighteen hundred dollars, and the single increased by nine hundred dollars. But to hit that threshold, you need to have twenty-seven thousand dollars in medical bills, in- medical bills, charitable contributions, state and local taxes, which are capped at ten. Um, that's pretty much it. And most of us don't really don't come up with those numbers. Come any, anywhere unless, close to that. Unless you tithe heavy to a church, mm-hmm. um, that's one, or you have wicked medical expenses. But there's another little caveat on the medical. And the, on the medical side, they say the first 7.5% of your adjusted gross income is on you. So if you make hundred grand a year, the first $7,500 you have to pay out of pocket. The first dollar over seven thousand five hundred, you get to start taking a deduction for. So you would have to, have, if the standard deduction is somewhere around twenty seven thousand dollars, you'd have to hit about <laughs> what thirty four, thirty some odd thousand yeah, before it even kicked before in. Before it even kicks in. So, and and there are if you well, if you own a small business, there's there's what's called a section one hundred five. So it's another way to get. I don't want to say get around it, but another way to take advantage of that, not have to worry about a Schedule A. Um, which is a Section 105, but you need to be a small business. Any small businesses, if you run into that, well, I'll have a conversation. It's, a, yeah. it's pretty cool. But again, so what takes place is the standard deduction increases. How, how many people? Nine, that's why 95 95% of America, of America takes the standard, standard deduction because they just, just can't come up with those numbers. Right. Um, and again, that's, that's charitable. That's cash contributions. That is um, basically – Non-cash going, you know, giving away to uh, Goodwill yeah. and Savers and you know, stuff I gave, like I that. I gave 500 bucks to Backstoppers. There you go. I'm not anywhere you, close. <laughs> you're nowhere close. And, again, what most people don't realize is the non-itemization charitable contribution, which means the average person could, if you're single, they could give away $300 to charity. Or if you're married filing jointly, you could give $600 away. That was the 2021 rules never got um, reenacted for 2022. So that's off the table. So it's off the table completely. And they say that it probably won't come to vote, if you want to call it that, or even come up just because we're in a midterm um, election cycle and a little thing like that's not going to come along. So our tax brackets as they stand right now, 10%, 12%, 22%, 24%, 32%, Yes. So I fall right there in the middle, <clears throat> dart throw, bullseye. Yep. So so what's taken place is in 2023, there's basically a 7%, if you want to look at it from a dollar standpoint, a 7% increase to those tax brackets. So the first tax bracket, which is at a 10%, is basically $22,000 for married filing jointly or less and $11,000 for a single individual. Okay, That's the first tax bracket out of the box. Then it goes to 12%, 22, 24, 32, 35. And then your friends at the highest 37 point, it's actually 37.6 this year, but it goes to 37 next year. But each one of these from an income threshold, it increases. 
So the odds are that's money back in our pockets just because we're not going to step into those next tax brackets. Right. So with the <clears> idea <throat> being, uh, you know, my tax bracket is 24%. Raising it 7% doesn't mean it goes up to 31%. It just means that the dollar amount threshold that you can earn in between increases. these yes. two, you know, yeah. 60,000 and 120 yeah. Um, which I'm playing with funny numbers, but uh, that goes up 7%. So here's here's one of the biggest jumps in the tax brackets out there. And you go, hmm, who thought of this? It's the IRS. They're not stupid. They know the game. <clears throat> the 12% tax bracket is basically saying you're $22,000 for married filing jointly. Okay, And then it jumps to a 22% tax bracket. For $22,000, if you hit 89450 So the key is, is somewhere between twenty two and 89450 is a middle America. And what takes place is that is a 10% increase in tax brackets. The other tax brackets go 22 to 24, 24 to 32, 32 to 35, and 35 to 37. So the biggest jump is that 12 to 22% tax. It's a 10% increase. Yeah. And you go, hmm, why'd they do that? Because that's where middle America lies at the end of the day. They know that most people will step over just a touch over that 89000 And And you got to remember, tax brackets, this isn't saying, oh, hey, I'm going to pay a full, if I'm in a 24% tax bracket, I'm going to pay a full 24%. It's progressive. So the first ten, the first if you're married filing jointly, the first twenty two grand that you make, you really don't pay tax on it. Yeah. Then the next dollars above that, you pay your twelve percent tax. Then your twenty four percent tax. So it's progressive as it goes forward. So for the first couple months, I'm I'm paying no taxes, yeah. and then by the third month, I'm in the ten percent tax. Exactly. Then the twelve. Then the twelve. Then the twenty four. Oh, towards the end I didn't of the realize year. that's how it steps. So up. it's progressive as you go forward. So the con- so with the tail by by now October or November December now I'm probably getting twenty four percent. Yeah, you're into probably that territory, but earlier in the year I wasn't paying nearly exactly. as much in taxes. So again, where we sit today, does my paycheck change, or do they all? Does that all happen in the background? In the background, mm-hmm. so it's a progressive amount in a sense as you go forward. So the concept is one is to make sure that you don't jump tax brackets. So uh, if you're on Medicare um, and you're paying a Medicare premium, the concept is is if you jump tax brackets, the Medicare is going to force you to pay more in premiums next year. So the concept is make sure that you stay under the thresholds to where you don't have to pay more in those Medicare premiums. But to the average person, what you're trying to do is maybe not jump between the 22 to the 24% bracket. And to do that, you have to defer income in some way, shape, or form. So most people, if I said, hey, what tax bracket you in? They go, oh, no. That's what you look at is where's your paycheck this year? Where were you last year? Where are you this year? What's it look like for the rest of the year? And we keep you try to figure out whether you fund your 401K, HSAs, you know, whatever FSAs, if you have access to them, whatever it is to keep your income below that next tax bracket. Yeah. So like right now, I could start dumping a bunch of money into an HSA or an mm-hmm. FSA. I could dump some money into a college fund because I know maybe – if I make too much money this year, I'm going to be bumped up into the 32% exactly. tax bracket. So I'm going to push it off somewhere else. You could. The other thing you could do is it's from an itemized deduction standpoint, like what we were talking about, maybe bunch those 
the, the contributions. Maybe you do two charitable contributions. What you used to do over two years, you do in one year, if possible. Yeah. Um, maybe you're trying to do all the medical expenses before the end of the year. Um, and what you try to do is bunch it into one year versus stretching it out over a year or two years down the road. Well, this is a lot of high-level stuff. And, and yeah. I know that, that people <laughs> listening are probably like, you know, ooh, that's tough. That's difficult. Here's the, here's the main bullet point is this is what you're looking at today on your paycheck. Everyone is in this same boat. Year-end is coming up. You know what you're going to be making for the next yes. two months. <laughs> Even with that bonus coming in, you can probably factor that into yeah. it. Jeff can look at your stuff and say, here's a couple things that we can do to keep exactly. you uh, locked into this lower tax bracket, make sure you're not pushed up to a higher tax bracket, and make sure that that money is going somewhere that you can use it later down yes. the line. Yeah. You know, whether it's for medical bills or schooling or, or whatever. Uh, 636-394-5524 is the number to call. Is this something, Jeff, that we do every year at, on a year-to-year basis and then we start all over on Jan 1st? Or is this something that we do in five-year chunks? No, I think it's every year, especially in the environment we're in today. We're seeing some of the biggest, I'll say, increases due to inflation to make the planning process even more important. So, um, like, I could have come up with a five-year plan in 2019. Yeah. And then – It oh, would have oh, been hey, guess shocked. What? <laughs> guess what? We had COVID, and yeah. now we have – Blew it up. Huge inflation issues to deal with. Yes. My five-year plan blown up. Yeah. That's so it needs why. to be revamped, and, and then you would look at it annually because nobody saw this stuff coming uh, again. We've seen Social Security increases due to inflation. So in 2023, anybody on Social Security is going to see a huge paycheck increase from Social Security. What we haven't heard yet is what are the new medical uh, Medicare premiums going in the next year. They haven't announced that yet. And hopefully the Medicare premium increase isn't great enough to offset the increase in Social Security like it was last year. So when we talk about inflation, it has tentacles and everything. Everything. It's raising our tax brackets because, theoretically, we're getting paid more. Yeah. So uh, Yeah. At the end of the day, there's more – I want to say more money in your pocket. I mean, I know when you look around and you say, I disagree with that comment, uh, there is just because of inflation is boosting everything as you go. And the idea is uh, we're getting paid more, but we're having to pay out more, pay yeah. more for eggs. And yes. you know, I mentioned my burrito is fifteen dollars now when it yeah. used to be ten. <laughs> so we're paying more for everything. So the government doesn't want us on paper. Oh, we're making five grand more this year. They don't want to push us into a new tax exactly. bracket when yeah. the reality is my buying potential. My buying power didn't go up. Didn't any. go up at all. It it's, actually went down. It went down. Yes, yeah. it's, it's trying to keep up with inflation. Exactly. What happens when you have record inflation like like we're having right now, and then uh, it goes down or, or things start to peter off? Does does my pay go down when the inflation goes down? Does everything kind of plateau? It plateaus, and then inflation as a cost of goods or services will actually come down. And that's what the Federal Reserve is attempting to do as we speak. Um, I believe next week, uh, first week of November, on the agenda is another three-quarters of 1% rate increase. Uh, the week after that, then we have midterm elections. 
And then in the month of December, the Fed is saying that they're going to they're shooting for like a half of a half a percent increase in in, in the interest rates again. Um, the reason that they're doing that is they're trying to increase interest rates, which in a sense take liquidity out of the open markets from the economy, takes it out because it's it's harder to obtain. And by doing that, it shrinks the economy is the easiest way to kind of lay this out um, and burst the bubble, basically, of everything, not just real estate, not just bonds, not just anything. It just literally everything kind of drops down deflationary to a degree. But hypothetically, if you've gotten a pay raise due to inflation, your pay should stay the same. Right. And unless, you should be able unless to, your boss comes in and says, says hey, you got to adjust yeah. with everything. And your yeah. burrito <laughs> uh, went back down to 10 bucks. Yeah. So we're, we're giving you a pay cut. Yeah, pay cut. So, again, if you go back and look, and, and, and again, no offense to the U.S. Treasury, but the issue today is the Fed's uh, – the consensus is the Fed's waited a little too long to start raising rates. Um, again, if you're that widget manufacturer – and then through COVID, you saw through supply chain issues, you saw that your cost to do business went up by $0.30 cents per widget. You'd raise prices $0.70. Cents. You have a built-in profit. That's the issue that we're dealing with today. Fed keeps raising interest rates, but we still have banner corporate profits and very low un- uh, unemployment. Um, at some point in time, the, the storm clouds are on the horizon. At some point in time, that will break and it will reverse um, and literally what they're trying to do is – I don't want to say they're trying to break the back of corporations, but in a roundabout way they are um, to get everything to come back to earth and then it should reset and we go forward. No different than the late 70s and into the early 80s where we had 16, 18 percent interest rates. Um, it took a little bit of the Fed, Paul Volcker back then, skyrocketed interest rates um, and it was tough for a lot of people. Um, then we had Reagan. Reagan, his first term, raised taxes through the roof on everybody. And then the second term, they dropped them like a rock, and they used the, the two of those to collide together. And that's kind of how they built this, the, the run, in a sense, from the economic standpoint, where the market went gangbusters. You know, um, I think two or three administrations followed on his coattails from there. Yeah. Um, so that's where we're sitting today, not saying it's right or wrong. Um, Fed realizes it, that they cannot beat. I mean, uh, as of today, uh, last week was a earnings week for S&P 500. 72% of the S&P companies reported. Everyone, 72% of them actually beat um, expectations. They, they made a profit, which is still crazy in this environment. And and that's what I've been trying to, to get at this whole time. You know, my burrito costs five bucks more than it used to. Yeah. Is that because shipping costs that much more? The beans cost that much more. The labor Everything. costs that much more. Everything. Everything probably costs more, but did it cost five bucks more? That's that's questionable. <laughs> and that's why corporate earnings are uh, doing it here. I'm yeah. looking at an article from the Intercept. Here's the headline: CEO says he's been praying for inflation because it's it's an excuse to jack yes. up prices. Yes, and you can cover behind the screen of. Oh well, inflation. inflation everything costs more. Yeah, but, but your widget costs thirty cents more. Yeah, why are you charging sixty cents exactly more? Exactly. So it's it's really weird, and there's not really anything I can do about it. Gets, it gets 
w- inflation will get into that weird dynamic, um, the weird dynamic of uh, cost, the goods, the cost of goods and services as we go forward. Yeah. Um, and again, that's where the Fed gets into the mix. I don't want to say they slow the economy down, but they, they kind of burst that bubble. Um, and, and the outlook where the Fed, the first of the year, they were very strong. Ooh, this is what we're going to do. Then they kind of backed off because they spooked people. Um, and then here recently, within the last month or two, they've come back on strong again, and they've spooked the markets, um, markets and people. But again, you've seen, uh, I think there's a couple of major CEOs who have now come on board saying that there's a major downturn in the markets coming forward. Uh, Jamie Dimon, J.P. Morgan. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's when the CEOs step up and start saying that stuff, you go, ooh, <laughs> yeah. where are we going here? So. Well, so it's something to be concerned about, and and like I said, this the the some of the like first trust, um, they're basically saying that they see kind of the first quarter or second quarter of twenty three, worst case scenario or best case scenario is first quarter twenty twenty four when a real recession kicks in. Um, again, technicality is we were in a recession first two quarters of this year, but nothing else followed in suit. It's been perfectly fine. So, yeah. So other things, tax brackets are getting uh, a boost just to it could, we get paid more, so we can actually afford the things that cost more these days. The hopefully you pay yeah. less in taxes when those brackets come up because yeah. you stay in a lower tax bracket. Government so. doesn't want us to default into a higher tax rate <laughs> just because uh, on paper we make a little bit more money. Yeah. Uh, it still is going out to pay for everything. And gasoline, notwithstanding, that's a whole different animal. That's a but, whole other animal. That's up, know, down, sideways, yeah. all over the place. Uh, um, your 401k and your IRA contributions are going up as well because of inflation. Yes. Yeah. So one other that's real quick is the gift uh, scenario. So when you gift someone taxes or give, gift someone income, Basically, it's sixteen thousand dollars as we sit for twenty twenty two. It's going to seventeen thousand in twenty three. So what that says is you could stand on the street corner in January second of twenty twenty three, and every person that comes by hand them a check for seventeen grand. The recipient does not record it; they don't have to report it, and you, as the giftee, you don't have to report it either. I know when we were trying to buy our first house, my parents gifted us, mm-hmm. and it was you know. It wasn't a taxable event. Exactly. So it's not a taxable event. So so basically what that's saying is it goes to 17000 It's a way for parents to give money to kids, hint, hint. Um, <laughs> right. Um, but, again, that's that's a, a nice perk. It was $15,000 in 20, I guess that would have been 2021, and it had been 15000 for 10 years or more. Never, never moved. And now it's it's moved twice. Going from fifteen to sixteen, and it'll be seventeen next and year. And we can probably peg that on inflation. It's inflation, pure inflation. Um, the other thing that's out there, just kind of a, another one, is the adoption credit. Um, so it actually was fourteen thousand eight hundred ninety dollars this year. It goes to fifteen thousand nine fifty for twenty twenty three. So it even helps even more. So okay. that's attorney fees, you know, travel expenses, all that good stuff. Sure. Four hundred one k. Yes. Goes so from. 401k. So we sit today, we're at $20,500. And then if you're age 49 plus, you get a $6,500 catch-up provision that goes into it. So basically they say the year in which you turn 50, so technically 49 and a half, you, you hit that mark. 
Um, so 2023, we go to 22,500 as the contributory side. So you can add uh, two grand more. Yeah, two grand every more. Every year. So here's a planning tip. It's going to go up next year. Anybody who maxes out your 401k, pay attention to this. January, adjust your withholding so that you accomplish that within a 12-month span for 2023. Right. Um, if you don't, what will take place is you'll hit your 20500 plus your 6,500 catch up and then still be short a couple grand at the end of next year. So um, that's the big one. The, the other one is IRAs were $6,000 this year, 2022. They go to $6,500 next year in 2023. So you get an extra $500 perk there also. And I'm not, uh, I think it probably took me by surprise when I learned this for the first time, uh, that there were caps on our contribution limits. Yes. <laughs> 20,500 now it yeah. goes to 22,500 next year. Uh, I'm not even sniffing that. Yeah. But, you know, rich people, Jeff, you make $500,000 a year, knock that out of the park in no time flat. So, uh, if they cap that, if the government caps that on us, uh, then I go over and put some money in IRA, they that gets capped too. Theoretically, you know, maybe I still got another 50 grand left over. To play with, but I've I've maxed out all of my retirement. Uh, where do I go with that? So, if you work for yourself or small business, you, you're probably just going to park it in a brokerage account and sit on it. Um, the other side of the equation is what's called a backdoor Roth. So that's still out there. Um, it was on the chopping block, but the yeah, got I heard they were going to get rid of it. They tried, but it never made it. So again, that's a way that if you're a high income earner, you park $6,000 or 7000 if you're over 50 into a non-deductible IRA and then convert it immediately to a Roth. Right. Literally. And it's not you put it in this year and convert next year. It's you put it in once the check clears, basically roll it to a Roth. And so it's a conversion, but it's a non-taxable conversion because if you put 6000 into your non-deductible IRA, you don't take a deduction for it. Everybody can do one. And then you f- convert it to a Roth the next day at 6000 bucks. Yeah. It's boom. It's a done deal. So that's that's a perk out there that a lot of people don't take advantage of. The only other thing is if you work for a major corporation, go hit them up and see if you have defer- access to deferred comp. Um, that's another thing where you could defer crazy dollar amounts. Um, it, it, you, there's a bunch of rules you have to follow. The only problem with deferred comp is if you put money into it, you can't just turn around next year and go, hey, I want that to buy a boat. Whatever you agree to going into, you have to abide by. Like a five-year term Five-year, yeah. yeah. Um, different weird payouts and stuff like that. But that's a way to defer income um, as you go forward. So, yeah. So there's always uh, places to go. If you've got money left over, yeah. uh, unlike me, but if you've got money left over, there are definitely different places to go with it. And we've always talked about the different buckets. Yes. Bucket uh, concept works perfect when you get in that. 401K, your Roth. A brokerage account, which is yeah. just basically my my E Trade account. Yeah. I'm investing in you know Target and Walmart yeah. and whatever. Look at it as taxable, tax deferred. So you're just putting off taxation to a later date. And again, the problem is with tax deferred. The question of the day is when you take it out, what are the tax brackets going to be? We don't know. Yeah. So you're kind of playing a game as you go with that, which you're hoping that they go down. The odds are they're going to go up, but again, that's a whole whole another show. Yeah. Um, and then and then tax efficient, which would be um, a house, your primary residence, and or a Roth. 
um, where hypothetically, if the rules are played correctly, you don't pay tax on it going forward. So inflation being what it is, they are taking that into account. They've raised the the tax brackets, uh, the dollar amounts on the tax brackets. The the percentages have stayed the same. Yeah, percentages um, are the same, but the dollar amounts have widened in a sense. So that should hypothetically if should put some pockets, yeah, tax bracket, put some money in your yeah. pocket. Yeah. Uh, the con- contribution limits for your 401k and your IRA, those have gone up as well because of inflation. And we'll just kind of wait and see. Where we go from yes. here, uh, I will say this as we wrap up the show, open enrollment, it's hit my house uh, directly. Uh, we've missed the deadline. We still have an opportunity to do this. But why is it that we only have once a year to make changes to our to what we're doing? Because they are giving you perks. Um, they will make you – so i just give you an idea – to declare um, an, an IRA, so a simple IRA for next year, for 2023, you would have had to have signed the paperwork by October 15th of this year. So you've got to do it in advance. Um, and it's just kind of the way the IRS does that because they don't want you to run through the year and uh, you get off this time next year and go, oh, wait, I want to do that FSA thing. And you turn around and go do it. So there's some pre-advancement to it as you go forward. Um, but Unfortunately, that's the rules. And if I miss open enrollment or if I, I'm a new employee, December 1st or January depend, 2nd. Typically, if depending upon how you fall in that situation, a couple things apply. One, sometimes you just got to wait. There's no way around. Gotta wait for, I, I got yeah. a job in December, but I have but to wait till next October. You got to wait till next October to declare anything. Number yeah. two, sometimes that's part of your package, your, your employment package that you fill out and say, hey, I want this, and they let you in. Um, and then other times they'll have a, a oopsie, <laughs> you know, hey, I missed this and I need to get in, and it'll come back around a couple months later. Um, but typically by the end of December, um, IRS regulations basically will force everybody to either be in the program, pick a program in an amount. Or you're out. out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one of those things where even with, with the IRS and paying our taxes, we can get, you know, a, a – you know, push our taxes off for a couple of months. Oh yeah, yeah. File but them late or something. If you do that, but then again, there's the penalties, there penalties penalty, and interest yeah, and all that penalties fun stuff. Penalties and interest involved. Yes. So don't miss open enrollment, or else you no. might have to wait. <laughs> yes. Another full calendar year before you're able to take advantage of this stuff, and that's where we live. That's where we're keeping twelve hundred bucks is. Mm-hmm. Uh, signing up for stuff for an FSA during open enrollment, so we have to get in touch with my wife. Let me call her right after the yes. show, Jeff. Let's don't go anywhere. Yeah, we're gonna have to have a meeting to make sure that we can keep more of what's ours. That's yes. the name of the game. Every time you get paid, every time you look at your paycheck stub, you can say, "What more can I be doing with this money, and how can I keep more of it yes. in my pocket?" Rather always, than- always have that attitude. Going out to the federal government, have that attitude, and have Jeff Sue fall in your back pocket. To enact that stuff. We can say, hey, I want to save money here and there. Well, how are you going to do that? I don't know. You have to put a plan in play. Federal government has offered us these things but have not told us how to do them. (laughs) So we have to have somebody do them for us. 636-394-5524. Jeff Zufall, Capital Advisory Group, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor. CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com. 
The number, one more time, 636-394-5524. And as always, Jeff, thank you so much. You betcha. Thank you. See you next week. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufal, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com.